0: Well, praise the Lord. Thanks for not leaving on that. Thank you for... (laughs) I tell you, these guys could make coon dogs sound good. And uh, if you've ever been to the South before, coon dogs are a big thing there. And uh, I appreciate the opportunity to be here this week. It's been an incredible time. I just can't tell you what a joy it's been for me to behold what God's doing in this house... Brother Jared told me it will be one of the greatest experiences of my life in ministry. He said it was for him. This was a very, very special place for him. And, uh, I've known Brother Jonathan for several years, and we've talked about me coming out here before. And uh, I never pressured him. I don't do things like that. I would be his friend, and I would love him if I'd never preached for him. But I have to believe that we've been here in the perfect timing and the perfect will of God this week. And God has met with us, and God has worked miracles. He's given signs and wonders, some, of, some great, great testimonies. I'm not the kind of evangelist that will ask people to raise your hand up who got what so I can go tell it somewhere else and impress people with how good it was, even though that would be great. That would be wonderful to know all the details and all the testimonies. But I have saw evangelists sensationalize that and manipulate that to uh, try to work up crowds at another place. God has accurate records. How many of you believe that? He knows everything that he's done this week. It's in the books. We will meet it again when we get there. And I look forward to that. And I just love you. I want you to know thank you for welcoming me here like you have. My wife thanks you. <laughs> That's important. When a, My mom thanks you. I still have a mom that uh, when I travel out there on the road... She wants to know if I made it to my destination, and I thank God for that. That's wonderful. I'm glad my mom and dad are still with me, and that I appreciate the opportunity. appreciate your pastor so much. They have opened up their home to me. They have let me eat their food and drink their pop. <laughs> I don't know what you call it out here, but drink the soda and drink the water, and, and we just had a great time. And it's been wonderful to get to know them and their boys. Man, I, I love these young men, their sons, so much, and... I wish my son could be out here with me and my wife could be out here with me and my daughter so you could meet them. They're all serving the Lord. They're all spirit-filled people. My son is a pastor in Texas, started a church almost three years ago, and uh, they probably have about 150, 160 people that go after God just like you do, and it's wonderful. Brother Jared wrecked their church too recently. Amen. I mean, the almost exact same thing that happened here happened there in my son's church, and uh, multitudes of people got filled with the Spirit and demons got cast out. Just, just Jared Jenkins stuff, amen, <laughs> that happens when he's there. So, but it's Jesus stuff. We know that ultimately it's Christ stuff. And, and, uh, but I, I hope someday you can meet them. And I just thank you for your giving. May God bless you for that. I tell you, I, I believe we are in uh, something that is so wonderful, something that is so powerful. If you were to ask me, Brother David, what's been the greatest season of your ministry? been doing this almost 40 years now of my life. If you were to ask me what's the greatest season that you've ever had, I would tell you the one I'm in right now. I've never saw God do stuff like He's doing on the scale, on the magnitude that He's doing it right now. And if we continue on, if God gives us more time, if He wants to take us out of here tonight, that's wonderful. He wants to get us out of here tomorrow. Whenever He comes, that's great and wonderful. But if we are here, if He were to give us another 10, 20, 30, even 100 years, that's short compared to eternity. But, but, but I would tell you 10 years from now, if I'm still here and I'm breathing, I would tell you that I'm in the greatest season I've ever been in because that's just the way God operates. He doesn't digress. He doesn't remove things from us. It always gets greater and greater And greater and greater. He always saves the good wine till now. Right? He always gives the good wine now. The Bible didn't say that he gave the good wine at the last. It says he gives it now. Right? It's what the writer John said. He didn't save it till the last. You gave the good wine now. So so let's drink deep tonight. Amen. Thank you for coming tonight. Thank you for all week. We appreciate you so very much. The food has been fantastic Thank you for sowing into my ministry. I have an expanding ministry because of you. <laughs> I have a weighty ministry because of you. Had it before that, but you've added to it. So uh, I'm sure if Pastor were to get that level and put it right there, the bubble would be perfectly in the middle. And uh, But I'm going to get rid of this gut someday. Can't tell you when, but someday. That's, that's the plan. Amen. Let's stand together tonight. We're going to go to the book of Acts, the 12th chapter Book of Acts, chapter number 12. As we look into the word of the Lord together <clears throat> on this final night of revival, my time to be with you. Now, I want to speak tonight about significant parameters that are breached or broken through in prayer. Significant parameters that are breached or broken through in prayer. Acts chapter 12. And verse number one, now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. And because he saw it please the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. When he had apprehended him, he put him in prison, delivered him to the four quaternions of soldiers to keep him. Intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Now it gets good in verse number 5. Peter therefore was kept in prison. But prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Now if you remember Jesus had told James and John. "They, Mama prayed that Jesus would give... Uh, a significant position in the kingdom the right hand set at his right hand when he came into his kingdom mama wanted that to happen and and james and john asked the same thing and jesus said are you able to drink of the cup that i drink of they said yes we are he said you will so so james kind of drank that cup but one thing you see missing here is the church was not praying for him doesn't say the church prayed for him would it have made a difference Based on what Jesus said to him. I can't tell you that, but I know prayer does make a difference. What if the church had prayed for James? What if when they saw him go into captivity to the enemy, they would have uh, had the posture of prayer that they had for Peter? Would it have changed things? Very possible. Very possible. We have the visual before us tonight that when Peter was taken into captivity by Herod with the same intention to kill him, prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Significant parameters that are breached in prayer. Father, we have so much to praise you for tonight. We are thankful, God, for every single need that you have met. Lord, people have come to me. They've come to other people and testified about the miracles, Lord. Oh, how you love us. God, I know nothing about these people except they're wonderful people. I know nothing about the intricate details of their life. But Lord, you have spoken into my spirit. And Lord, I've come from your throne room and I have given the word of the Lord. And I just know that everything that you have done has displayed your great love that you have for us. Thank you for every deliverance, God. Thank you for every testimony that you have, uh, Lord, uh, been allowed to transpire in this meeting. Thank you for what you're you're doing even now. What you will do in the preaching of the word and beyond. In the altar service and Lord in the days to come. I just want to speak blessing again over Pastor Jonathan and Sister Angela. Lord their children, their grandchildren. Lord all of their family, the leadership of this house and the fellowship of this house. And Lord as the leadership pursues you and the fellowship follows them. We know that the fellowship With God will be great. For truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son. God, I speak blessing over this house. I call increase in God. I speak to the north and the south and the east and the west. And I say give up and turn loose. And let the treasures of darkness be brought in here in this end time. One more time, God, give fresh oil as I speak your word, give confirmation of your word in the altar tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody shouted Amen, Amen and Amen. You can be seated tonight in the presence of the Lord. <clears throat> Have you noticed in your life how that the enemy has particular moments that he seems emboldened to reach forth his hand to touch what the Lord is doing. And not only does he touch what the Lord is doing, but he also touches those that he is doing it through. I think we are in such a season. The enemy is reaching forth to touch very sacred things. And here's what the enemy does. He always overreaches. Every time he has some success, but he always goes too far. And when he has an overreach, it stirs and stimulates the church to pray. And God will answer prayers that are prayed in accordance to his will. So we're in that kind of a season tonight. And at such a moment when the enemy stretches his hand forth that way, we must not only pray, we must pray without ceasing. I want you to hear that. We must pray without ceasing. When you are in such a prayer posture the church is always able to reach further than what the enemy, the hand of Herod, can reach to. This is what this story teaches us, that no matter how far the reach of the enemy may go, that when the church prays without ceasing, their prayers always reach further than what the enemy can. It's an interesting phrase, to pray without ceasing. It means in the Greek, it means to literally to stretch out, to extend. So you have Herod stretching his hand out against the church, and now the church is stretching out in prayer. They are extending beyond the parameters that they have before, and now they are praying continually with perseverance in an intense mode. Now listen to what I'm about to tell you. When you move into this kind of intercessory prayer, it begins to thin out the atmosphere. It begins to thin out what I call the canopy of dominance that the enemy has tried to establish or has already established. When we pray, the hands of Herod's which, which represent the canopy that they're, they're, they're stretched out against the church, and when the church begins to pray, it begins to thin that out. It begins to move back the canopy of darkness and and, and evil destiny that the enemy has determined against the people of God. It lessens the despot's grip on the church and and started moving them away from Peter in particular. Now listen, when that thinning process has, has consummated and done its job, the unseen realm of God begins to manifest against what the enemy has set up. I'm glad to tell you that's what we have saw this week. That's the season you're in right now. Yes, the enemy is moving against you. But God is thinning out that darkness and thinning out the attack area. And heaven is beginning to manifest into that vacuum. This powerful invasion of heaven into earth becomes extremely disruptive to hell and their progress and their future intentions. Listen to verses 2 through 4 again of our text in Acts chapter chapter 12 says he killed James the brother of John with the sword that's success that's enemy success he feels good about what he has done in taking out a major part of apostolic authority verse 3 says because he saw it please the Jews he proceeded further to take Peter also then were the days of unleavened bread and when he had apprehended him he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Now hear me tonight, when the heavenly realm begins to manifest into this realm, this realm has to submit. I've been declaring that everywhere I go. When heaven opens up and that realm of God begins to manifest, when the unseen realm begins to manifest in this earthly realm, then this earthly realm must submit. It can't kick back against that. It must comply with the intention of what God is doing. So the heavenly realm doesn't interrupt satanic progress and intent. It disrupts it and it begins to dismantle it. I said it doesn't just interrupt it. It disrupts it and begins to break it down and dismantle it. Now hear this tonight. When the satanic realm has some success over over, uh, the, 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 the church somewhat. When it has success in a region or an area. It has to generate that success. And then it has to seize upon the momentum. The church really doesn't operate in the sphere of momentum as much as we do flow. And what you see here in our text tonight is that the church is praying and out of their belly is flowing rivers of living water that winds up where Peter is. And it begins to dislodge him from that place of bondage and that... Place of captivity, it begins to move him out of and even beyond the evil intents of the enemy. What happens to Peter is a result of the church's praying, and it's a pattern of flow that is being developed. He wakes up out of his sleep, that's the first step in it. Then he breaks out of his chains, and then he breaks out of his cell, and then he breaks out of the prison, and then he goes to John Mark's mama's house and he says, I'm here. Your prayer has been answered. I said that's flow. I want to tell this church tonight, God is breaking the enemy's momentum in so many of your lives. You get ready for that. He's not going to stop. It's happening right now, but it's not going to stop and it's not going to lessen. God is coming to disrupt that. God is coming to dismantle that. You're having an awakening. Many of you are watching bondages literally fall off your life. Many of you you are seeing prison cells open up and you're walking into very real freedom and I can tell you there's going to be supernatural doors. I don't want to get ahead of myself tonight but there's going to be doors that are going to open up that's going to blow your mind. I said God is doing something in this house tonight that's disrupting the momentum of hell and he's establishing the flow of the river of God and it will not stop. It will move in this house all the way to the rapture of the church. Hallelujah. It's going to happen and it is happening. Psalm 42 and verse 7 says deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts. The next phrase all thy waves all thy billows are gone over me. That phrase gone over me is powerful. It speaks of transition. Your waves are transitioning me. Your billows are transitioning me. It literally means to pass through. Your waves are passing through me. They're coming out of my belly. They're coming out of the church's belly. And they're going through me. They're going beyond, carrying me beyond where I've been. They're carrying me along to where God wants me to wind up. Our deep longings in prayer begin to match the deep longings of God in heaven. And waves of transition are released to carry us to the place of the over- Overcomer and the possessor of powerful promises. But I want to tell you tonight, those waves are also referred to as breakers. Come on, you're California folks. You know language like that. You're, you're big wave riders and cowabunga dude. That's the kind of people you are out here. You love to surf and turf. Amen. That's the kind of folks you are out here. That's my stereotype anyway. You love to be in the water. You love to be out in the ocean and you're surfers. But those breakers, come in. And God sent me here tonight to tell you that out of your belly, God is going to release through your intercessory prayer waves and billows that are going to transition you beyond the intention of hell. It's going to break up the the, the enemy's momentum and it's going to break open the prisons and the machinations that the enemy has moved against you to allow apostolic life to be free and functional in the house of God. I heard the Lord say to me today. David, tell them tonight that there are things that have been locked up in the spirit realm that because they're praying, oh I feel like running tonight, because they're praying and because they're moving with me, I'm going to release it now. There's things that have been hindered by hell that's been locked away. You gave up on it to an an extent, but now there's a prayer coming forth and God said in response to your intercessory prayer, I'm going to unlock those blessings. I'm going to unlock that harvest I'm going to unlock the people and they're going to come in this house get ready folks to need and to make more room because you're not big enough right now to handle and to hold what God is going to do in this house I said it's going to happen because of your prayers great things are coming from the heavenly realm to manifest him to this realm go ahead and give him praise tonight Hallelujah. First of all, I want to tell you tonight that your intercessory prayer, your praying without ceasing, is going to make a breach in timing. Look at verses 6 and 7 of Acts chapter 12. When Herod would have brought him forth, When Herod would have brought him forth Note the next phrase The same night The same night When Herod was ready To push the envelope To move to the next phase Of discouraging the church The same night At that same moment Peter was sleeping between two soldiers Bound with two chains And the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him. And a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell from off his hands. Years ago, I was going through something that I thought was catastrophic in my life. I just met Pastor Downs and I just started coming out uh, to uh, the camp meeting in chino that they had for many many years there the early 2000s i'd been pastoring a church now my wife and i were out of that church we were trying to find the next phase of our life i was in one of the lowest spots i've ever been in before i'm at the i'm at the 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 dam in russellville darnell arkansas that holds back the water. They release the water through that dam for energy purposes. There at the Arkansas River. I'm there. It's a cold, blustery day. It's it's dark all around me. It's November. Of probably two thousand and four it 's dark it 's blustery it 's cold it 's winter season in Arkansas. My life is just a, a, a perfect picture that the, that the atmosphere the the, 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 the temperature and the, the cloudiness of the day everything really begins to personify what my life is like i 'm setting out there and all of a sudden I just felt compelled to call Pastor Downs so I I called him on the phone that man of God talked me off the ledge ladies and gentlemen no I didn't want to kill myself but I felt hopeless and I felt helpless and that man of God began to pour into me and he gave me a verse on that day and he gave me a principle on that day that I've never ever forgotten it's in Ephesians 6 13 it says wherefore Paul said wherefore taken to you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand and that means stand against oppose or resist in the evil day everybody say evil day that you may be able to withstand or resist your enemy in the evil day and having done all comma to stand this is what he taught me he said brother David there's an evil day he said that evil day is known only to God and it's known only to the devil and he said that evil day is when the enemy goes for the kill. He goes for the juggler vein. That's when he's trying to push the pedal to the metal to take you out. I was at that point. I've been to that point multiple times. But I was at that point then. And that man of God used that verse to let me know that there's an evil day. There's a timing of hell when he tries to take you out. When he tries to overwhelm you. But listen to me. In, in, the, in the prison Peter appears in that moment to be a in a position Position of vulnerability to Satan's schemes. But I'm glad to tell you tonight that what we are seeing and what we are experiencing in terms of our difficulty can be countered by God. And not only can it be countered by God, it can be canceled by the Lord. How does that happen? By a, by a simultaneous and superior move of God. God used that man of God that day to speak into my life. Pastor Downs didn't know But I'm crying like a baby. Tears are flowing down my cheeks. And for the first times in months, Pastor Jonathan, I felt hope in my life. I came out here for 10 days and I saw God. And I saw God begin to bring healing to my family and healing to our lives. Because we had been disillusioned by the church and by things that were going on in our life. I'm glad to tell you tonight that hell does have a timing. But God has a timing. Timing. Just because it's an evil day doesn't mean it's not a day that the Lord has made. The evil day of hell is still a day that the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. I said what the devil's doing to you is not all that's going on. God's moving. God's up to something. God's putting the metal to the pedal. A pedal to the metal. And he's saying I'm here. I'm going to take you higher. I'm going to take you further. I'm going to begin to show you my glory. On a greater scale. Come on, don't shut down. You're not vulnerable before your enemy. You are victorious in your God. Come on, give me praise. Hallelujah. God's moving too. See, it's a whole lot easier to see what the devil's doing than it is God cause God's moving in the realm of the unseen but he is doing something and it's greater it's greater i was in another state you don't know where it is we got 50 of them <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> you don't know where it was but i was i was at this church and i was in ministry in the area And a friend of mine came to talk to me. He told me one of the most unbelievable stories I've ever heard in my life. I was overwhelmed by the love of God. I cried and I cried and I cried when he conveyed this story to me to think about how beautiful and powerful that Jesus is. The story is this man and his wife, they have two children. They had gone to some other people's house and had just started coming to their church establishing relationship with them and they had dinner that night and they're they're sitting in the living room the grown-ups are and this man's little boy and this other family's little boy went to this other family's little boy's room and they're playing there and he said the door was open everything was fine the 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 family that was hosting the event their, their child was a little bit older so they would get up every little bit and Go check on the children. You know how it is when it gets quiet. When kids get quiet, something's going on. It's probably not good. So they would go in and check on the children. Everything was fine. And they said, he said, he said it was only about a five minute stretch of time. And he said, I was going to go up and check on my son. And he said the door was shut to this other boy's bedroom. And he said, when I walked in there, My son's clothes had been taken off him. And that little boy had been violated by this other family's little boy. He said, Brother David, my son was trembling in fear. He didn't understand why somebody did that to him. He knew it wasn't right. And there he is trembling in fear, trembling in shock. Well, they got the little boy and they went to the house. And you can imagine the days of shock and horror as they're trying to pray that little boy through that event and talk to him. And sometimes he said he would come into my bedroom and he would say, Dad, Dad, I'm having nightmares about this. I can't seem to get over this. He said, I would pray for my little boy and God would help. And he said, he said, one night, he said, I, we were at church and it was a church night. And he said, the kids were in the altar. And he said, my little boy was up there at the altar. And he said, I just felt compelled to go pray for my little boy. He said, I knelt down and I laid my hand on his back. He said, I could feel the vibration. I knew it wasn't just words, I could feel the vibration. And I, I leaned down a little bit closer. And he said, I heard my little boy, probably five or six years old at that moment. He said, I heard my little boy talking in tongues. I heard him talking in tongues. And I knelt down and I said, son. He said, are you speaking in tongues? He said, yeah, dad, I am. He said, Jesus, fill me with the Holy Ghost. He said, son, that's wonderful. But I want to know, son, when did that happen to you? When did Jesus baptize you in the Holy Ghost? He said, Dad, you know when that awful thing was happening to me, that's when Jesus baptized me in the Holy Ghost. Oh, are you hearing what I'm telling you? I said the same night that hell wanted to take Peter out, God sent an angel from heaven to turn everything around. I'm telling you the devil is not going to have the last say. Our God's going to have the last say. Don't you give up and don't you give in to what the devil's doing. The same night in the evil day, it's going to be a good day for the people of God. Come on, somebody ought to love Jesus for his love for us. That's almost unbelievable, isn't it? Do you know what Jesus was saying, baptizing him in the Holy Ghost when that's happening? You're not turning this boy homosexual. You're not warping this boy. No, you're not going to warp this boy. You're moving, devil, but I'm going to move greater. Woo! Woo! I'm going to move greater. And I'm going to counter and I'm going to cancel all the damage you intended for that little boy. Come on, give him praise. I feel the Lord right now. Come on, give him praise in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, just keep praising for a minute. Just keep praising. My God, somebody's getting healed from that right now. That's helping somebody in this house right now. Because all you've been able to see is soldiers around you. All you've been able to feel is heavy chains on your life. And I'm telling you, God is moving behind the scenes. And what He's doing is greater than what you can see with your natural eye that the enemy's up to right now. It's greater. It's greater. It's greater. Oh, what love. Oh, what love. Oh, what love. Oh, what love. I want to tell somebody tonight it's being cancelled what the enemy set up for you it's being cancelled right now the same night, the same night, the same night the same season, the same moment Jesus is cancelling that out Come on, just stand to your feet right now. Come on, just stand to your feet. I don't have to say anything else tonight. I'm not going to tell you I'm not going to, but right now we just need to worship. We just need to praise God. Let this penetrate inside of your spirit man. Let this go beyond your feeling tonight. Let it stimulate your spirit man with faith. You don't know At the level God is moving right now. You can't see it. You're unaware of it. All you can see is hell. Around you. All you can hear is the rattle of the chains. And the roar of the prisoners around you. All you can hear is the sinister laugh of Herod. As he says I'm going to take you out. I've had success. Now I'm going to have more against you Peter. I'm telling you God's moving. God's moving. He's canceling that. He's. He's countering that. In the year that King Uzziah died, Isaiah said, I saw the Lord. There was something heartbreaking going on, but there was a simultaneous superior move of God that moved me out of this earthly realm and took me up into the glory, and it transformed my life forever. Praise God. Praise God. Listen, there's people coming to the altar. If you feel like coming to the altar right now, you come. Come. It's open to you right now. You're not going to bother me at all. You come on right now. I'm just declaring over you it's changing. It's over. What the enemy intended as evil against you, God has now turned it around for good. The Holy Ghost has turned it around for good. It's no longer anti. Now it's working for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Why don't everybody, just come on forward tonight if you will. Press in here. Let's come and be with God right now. Let's come and be with God right now. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just heard the Holy Ghost say, David... I want to cancel somebody's bitterness and hatred. I want to replace it with my love. I want to replace it with my love. Let it go tonight. Let the bitterness go. Let the hatred go. Let the love of God be shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Sunda na the onda na dabo koranda daba. Sunda na dama rotoda daba kasiat na dabo. Hallelujah! 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 You go ahead, Evelyn. Go ahead. Go ahead. Everything's changing for you. Everything, everything's changing. The winter is past; the rain is over. The sound of the turtle dove is ringing true in the spirit realm for you. Your king is skipping on the hills tonight. He's saying, "Come away, my love. Go with him. Come on, get out from behind that lattice. Get out from behind that wall, and go with him." He's canceled everything. He's literally changed the season of your life. God, there was an evil day for God has set up a particular season of blessing and change and transformation.
1: This
0: is the highest wave of war. It's not a wave of momentum. It's a wave of war. It's taking you beyond the boundaries on the horizon where you feel. You're never going to be the same, brother. You're never going to be the same, sister. Never. No, never e andele ma nele moron doro robocotto sendele bari ondara da bohde de bohde da bohde sondere da barri a cotoro da bohde de bohde da bohde she on mandara limon to ma ande ion de le mandara da mandada da macata da bakata si on loro moro me de ne de batanana mo no I'm gonna tell you this as you're praying come on don't stop we're talking about praying without ceasing I'm gonna tell you this When you get to the end of Acts chapter 12, God sends another angel down to take care of it out. My concluding thought was going to be to tell you that the Lord is going to take out a ruling spirit. God's going to take out a ruling spirit because of your praying. It's a spirit that's been deceiving you. It's a spirit that's even been deadly. It's taken out some of your family. It's taken out some of your friends. But God says because of your prayers and because it's not giving glory to me and because some people have even recognized it as God, He said, I'm going to take it out of your life. So I just want to decree that. I want to release that over this house tonight. And I want to declare over you that there is a ruling spirit That's had its final success against you. It will no longer have influence in your life. Church, I want you to get ready. Homosexuals and transgender are coming to this house. They're going to be saved, they're going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I said they're coming. I said they're coming. They're coming. The most twisted, wicked people in Orange County, California are going to be coming to this house. God trusts you with them. Because he knows you're going to pray without ceasing You're not going to take no for an answer You're even going to use what little enemy success Has been contrived against you It's actually going to stimulate your prayers even more You're going to say we're not going to let that happen again There's going to be a lot of marriages on the brink that God's going to bring to this house. There's going to be healing. And there's going to be love. There's going to be restoration. And the kids that were going to be the carnage, the kids that were going to bear the brunt of that breakup, They're going to turn out being exactly what God wants them to be. I'm just speaking out of the Holy Ghost right now. I'm not trying to make this stuff up. I'm just speaking out of the Holy Ghost right now. It's all because you're praying without ceasing. They're sinners in La Habra, Brea, all around Orange County. They've been in prison cells a long time. Nobody's ever really prayed for them. But you're going to pray specifically. Prayer was made without ceasing for Peter unto God. Why didn't Jesus raise the whole graveyard? Why did he say Lazarus come forth? Because Mary and Martha were praying for their brother. Nobody else was praying for their loved one. Mary and Martha was. That's why he said Lazarus come forth. Of the coming, the coming, the darkest of the dark. I'm gonna tell you, witches are gonna get saved in this house, warlocks are gonna get saved in this house. It's already happened, but there's gonna be other high level drug dealers that are gonna get saved in this house. I see in my spirit right now, I see drug houses emptying out. I see grass. In my spirit, I see grass and weeds growing up in some crack houses because nobody's occupying them anymore. I see it in my spirit. All because you're praying without ceasing. God wants you to know tonight, things that have been hindered, locked up, Unable to flow. They're being unlocked and released to you tonight. Hallelujah. 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 Shen da 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 banana macaroni on de Some of you ought to be praying tonight because God's saying to you you can stop what hell is about to be successful at if you'll pray right now. You better be praying for this nation. You better be praying for our country. Enemies had too much success. Come on, let's stop school shootings right now before they start. Let's cancel them out before the school year ever ever begins. Pray for your children and grandchildren. Pray the spirit of perversion away from them right now. Pray the spirit of the old cult away from them right now. My grandbabies are little. I've got a 10-year-old and an eight-year-old granddaughter. I've got a six-month-old grandson. I'm already praying for their salvation. The girls are already saved. I'm praying for them to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. I'm praying for their spouses. I'm praying against homosexuality. I'm praying against drug abuse. I'm praying against gender confusion. I'm praying against all that stuff. I'm praying against Marxism and socialism and communism. I'm going to submit to God. I'm going to resist that enemy. He's going to flee from us, church. I said he's gonna flee from us. Come on, come on! I'm telling you, you're stopping stuff right now. It's not gonna be successful. Oh. oh! God! Oh! Oh, God! Riki Jesus!